So when we say Jews introduced monotheism to the world, I'm not even sure that's true. What we introduce to the world is that God is not an object, he's a someone. And what makes him a someone? He has preferences, he chooses, he, he, ha he has opinion and feeling. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. Let's start with what is God, which is also strongly connected to what is belief. What does it mean you believe in God? It makes it really sound like there is no God, you just have to believe it. God is a figment of your belief. So if you believe very strongly, then God is very real. If you don't believe, then he's not real. Like people say, I wish I could believe, but I don't. So there are the believers, and there are the non-believers, and you can't switch from one to the other. And if a non-believer says, I started to believe, he lost his mind. <laughs> he must have had a terrible experience. Because <laughs> what would do that to a person? So first, what is God? The definition of God, simple, literal definition, that which was at the beginning. The universe had a beginning. This is not, not rocket science. The universe had a beginning. What was that beginning? We call it God. And from that beginning, from that original being, everything else evolved. Whether it was a big bang or a little bang, two bangs, whatever it was, but it all started with something. That something is God. As a result of this simple definition, there is no one who doesn't believe in God. except people who don't want to think. But the theory of evolution, for example, is a belief in God. But the God that they're talking about is a subatomic particle. There was a subatomic particle that was eternal, that was there at the beginning, it exploded, and the rest is history. So everyone has a God. Anyone who thinks. What came at the beginning? So there was this atheist, for, I forget his name, he passed away recently, he wrote books. God is not great. What was his name? Hitchens? Hutchins? Hitchens. So he was being interviewed, and the interviewer pressed him. You don't believe in any God? No God at all? Not a Jewish God, not a Christian God, not a, no God at all. And he said, no, no, no. He said, then how did it start? 
and he got annoyed. And he said, I don't have to answer that. Okay? <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I'm not forcing you to answer, but do you have an answer? He doesn't have to answer that because that's not part of science. That's silly. It's very much part of science. The whole thing, the whole theory of evolution is trying to figure out origins of the universe. What do you mean that's not part of science? So God is a scientific fact. And we're trying to identify it. Trying to pin it down. So if you want to refer to God as it, that's fine. That's legitimate. Now, what is the Jewish concept of God? What do we know about God because of revelation, because of uh, the conversations that Avraham had with God and Yitzchak had with God and Yaakov had with God? What do we know about God? Take a look at the laws of idolatry. What constitutes other gods that we're not allowed to worship or believe in? If I would believe, as some scientists do, that there was this particle, it's not even a subatomic particle, it's something, a particle, and that particle contained all the information and all the wisdom and knowledge that designs the universe, that controls the universe, and so on. And from that particle, everything else came to be. Is that idolatry? In simple words, are we supposed to attribute all great intelligence to God and to no one else? And if you attribute great intelligence to something other than God, you're worshiping idols? Like the, the, what is the, the counterpart to evolution, the theory of evolution, is intelligent design. As if evolution doesn't believe in intelligent design. Evolution means an intelligent evolving of a universe. Nobody denies that there's intelligence. And if you attribute that intelligence to a particle, that's maybe wrong, but it's not idolatry. If you attribute all intelligence to aliens, as some people do, the world was created and designed by aliens. Is that idolatry? No. Intelligence is not unique to God. Then what constitutes idolatry? What constitutes idolatry is volition. To believe that there is a particle that can decide whether it wants to create a world or not, that's idolatry. Because everything in creation is a fixed design. It doesn't have freedom of choice. Only God, the original substance, is totally free to do as he wants. So if you attribute that kind of independent will to anything in creation, that's idolatry. So the Jewish God is the original being 
who is free to choose to, to decide what he wants to do. And he decided to create the world. So why do we refer to God as a he? Not, not rather than she. Why he rather than it? Because if God chose to create the world, there's a personality there. It's not an it anymore. It's a someone. So that is the insight, the revelation, the, the contribution that Jewish thought brings to the belief in God. So when we say, Jews introduced monotheism to the world, I'm not even sure that's true. What we introduce to the world is that God is not an object, he's a someone. And what makes him a someone? He has preferences, he chooses, he, he, ha he has opinion and feeling. To put it in very simple, because we have to cut it short, God created the world. If you ask most people, what do you mean by God? They'll say, the creator. Why do we say that? Because that's how the Bible begins. In the beginning, God created. So what do we know about God? He created. Only Jews have the chutzpah to read that verse and say, why? Why did he create the world? What can he possibly gain by creating a world? If he was already God, good enough. What's he missing? And that, I'm predicting the future, that is going to be the question of the future. It's not, is there a God? Of course there's a God. The question is, what does he want? Because if he created the world, he created it out of choice, if he chooses to, it means he wants something. He's after something. There's a vast eternal plan. What's the plan? This is not a Kabbalistic question, it's not a religious question. You could call it scientific. The cause of the universe was a decision made by its cause. Well, what, what's that decision? So really what we argue about is not the existence of God. If you really put it in simple, if you say, I believe God exists, you're talking nonsense. Because if he does, he does, whether you believe it or not. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't, whether you believe it or not. So to ask, do you believe that there is a moon? It's a, it's a silly question. The question is, what does he want? That's a relevant question, and it's a question we've always asked without realizing it. Everybody throughout all of history has always asked, what is the purpose of life? No? Most universal, the most historical, why are we here? Why are we here? What are you asking? What are you really asking? <coughs> We've been here for 5,000 years, settle down. 
Why are we here? Get used to it. And you don't even know of any other place. What is this question? The question is, if the world was created, it must have been with a purpose. What's the purpose? And why do we ask that? Because we're the result of that purpose. So if I don't know the purpose for my existence, I don't know myself. 